T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, yes, you're going to want it today. You're going to want a place to vent. You're going to want a place to be the GM yourself. To be the coach yourself, to figure out how on God's earth we get answers to a product that we were sold. It's just like going to someone's yard sale. Because we didn't draft Carson Wentz all by himself. It was like going to a yard sale. Sometimes you get a gem, and sometimes you say, it's a good thing I only paid a dollar for that item, except... You didn't pay a dollar for this item. Good morning. It's Russell and Medhurst. It's a Monday morning. Russell's over there. I'm here. Maddie, of course, manning the important stuff. Say hello to him and be courteous when Matt takes your call this morning. Because we anticipate there will be a lot of those at 301-230-0980. There will be a lot of messages at Russellmania621 and at Pete Medhurst. In fact, yesterday... Yesterday, I even drank I, I drank the Kool-Aid yesterday. I jumped right over Coca-Cola, and I went right to the Kool-Aid. I'm like, you know what? I see these guys bouncing back. And for a brief glimmer, a brief glimmer, they were in the lead. But Chris Russell, that lead didn't last long, and it's pretty obvious why that lead didn't last long. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Commander Pedro. Um, actually, um, I, I, I'm, I don't know if we could call anybody Commander. Anything. I was going to say, call me, pa- yeah, I know call me Patriot Pedro today. Uh, yeah, that's true. My God, Bill true. Belichick got to overtime with that's Bailey Zappi yesterday. That's a hell of a coaching performance and a hell of a resiliency. Even though they lost, uh, we'll get into that game. Um, Hope you had a good trip back and forth to Denver. Uh, I know it was a tough loss, uh, but still a very resilient, gutty uh, effort. A lot more out of the Navy midshipmen. A lot more out of the New England Patriots than we got out of the Washington Commanders. Uh, which is to say, it's not to say that they gave no effort. It's to say that the effort that they give and certainly the execution is nowhere near good enough the effort which is something i don't like to um i guess blame or point a finger at because it's so hard to determine whether somebody's giving effort. here's what i can say i know the execution is not good enough that is unquestioned i know that it's not even close the effort pete I'm starting to wonder, I'm starting to wonder 
how much, and I've been wondering, how much this team truly cares about winning and losing. The players. I know the coaches do, even though they don't always operate like it. Ron, the GM, does not operate like his hair is on fire and like he's coaching for his job or he's managing the football operations for the now as opposed to the long-term whatever, because there's plenty of curious decisions that they've made. I would say that the coaches, in, 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 my, in my own opinion, always want to win and probably do a, maybe about what they have to do to win, uh, whether it's the right thing or the wrong thing. What I don't know, what I don't know is what players, and I'm not talking about the Jonathan Allens, I'm not talking about the Terry McLaurins, and maybe I'm not even talking about the Carson Wentz's. What I don't know is how much each and every individual player, the William Jacksons of the world, um, what, what each and every individual player is doing on top of what they're supposed to be doing and on top of what is generally required to be an elite NFL player – what are they doing to get better? What are they doing to do the extra things to clean up the extra problems, the communication, the miscommunication, the penalties, the um, whatever it, it, it might be, figuring out how to cover C.D. Lamb, figuring out how not to give up a touchdown immediately, immediately after you score a touchdown. Like, these are all the little things, Pete, that I sit here and I say, and, and I know I know a lot of media, and and I you are more athlete friendly than I am. Uh, I'm not anti athlete. I just I, I don't think working 40, 45 hours a week in the facility is a whole lot to ask for them to go and do more when they get home instead of playing video games and watching Netflix and hanging out and having glorious dinners. I don't think it's I don't think it's and I don't know if they are or they aren't. All I know is the proof is often in the pudding and there isn't enough proof in the pudding. And the same can be said for coaches. The only difference is, is I know the coaches are there from 430 in the morning until 10 or 11 o'clock at night on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I just know they are because I saw it in my I mean, I've seen it. And I saw it in person for six years when I worked every day or almost every day inside that building. That's what NFL coaches do. I don't know what players do when they leave the facility, but whatever they're doing, Pete, whatever they're doing, it's not translating to Sunday or it's not good enough. It's not. It's, see, to me, that's, I mean, that's a, the time thing has always been something we can debate this is about physical execution of what the hell you're supposed to do on the field. There's one guy that looks completely defeated out there right now. And that's William Jackson the third. Looks completely defeated. Is he the only guy? It's the only guy that I see that is obvious because it's almost like it's almost like he's in a trance out there at times. Like focus is a problem. Execution's clearly a problem. I mean, he's running alongside a guy covering him 
He just reaches out and grabs the guy by the back of the shoulder as the ball's coming. You can't do that. Well, because he's scared to death of getting beat, Uh, which he has already been beat. But if you grab the guy by the freaking shoulder pad while the ball's in flight, that's a penalty. I understand that, but what's what's worse? Trayvon Diggs did it yesterday to Terry McLaurin, and it didn't get caught. Sometimes you get away with it. Sometimes you get away with it. But when you grab him up high, Diggs grabbed McLaurin down low around the waist. William just grabs him up by the top of the shoulders like, hey, come back here. Right. But but and in William Jackson III's mind, what is worse? That but he's running or right getting al- smoked? He's running right alongside the guy. He has at least a fighting chance to reach up there and knock the ball away you as think. it comes in. And he just reaches out and he grabs the guy. Greg Olson even said it. He's like, he doesn't have to do that. Twice. Twice. Because he doesn't have to do that. And you're right, Greg. He didn't have to do that. And then on the, the touchdown play... And again, without talking to Jack, the players, whatever, you know, you can only assume what you're looking at. Jackson looked like he was just kind of out for a Sunday stroll. <laughs> and Curl at the end of the play is looking over at him like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. And and and, and I mean, it, that that to me looks like a player right now that is just so defeated in what he's doing out there that it's 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 sad to watch because the guy at one point was a serviceable NFL corner. Right now, he doesn't even look like that. I mean, give me Tariq Castro-Fields out there. It can't be any worse. Well, the guy can't even get active. But he can't be any worse than what's happening I, right now. You know what? Give me Corn Elder. Can't be any worse than what's I happening mean, right Elder now. I mean, Corn Elder was good in the preseason, was good in training camp, was good in the offseason on a team that had questions about depth at corner and talent at right corner, now, and they cut him. Here's two, th- two problems they have. Two of their highest paid players. Oh are two of their biggest problems. And now this is when you get into the coach having to worry about egos and everything like that. If Ron decided to blow this up right now and play somebody like Howell, it's not Heineke, it's Howell, okay? Heineke is your career backup. He will be a backup here as long as they want him, certainly as long as Scott's the OC. Pete's throwing grenades right away. I'm not not even saying that. It's not even a grenade. But right now, you, if you're Ron Rivera, okay. You, the fact that your owner popped up out of the groundhog hole yesterday <laughs> should be enough to say, "Hey, wait a minute now, Dan's paying attention." Okay, he popped up out of the groundhog wait, hole. No, 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 wait. You, you got this misunderstood. Hang on a second before you finish this. He didn't pop up out of the groundhog hole. To pay attention to what is going wrong in the sinking ship, he went to go have lunch with his best which friend. Which is my second thing. Which is my second thing. Dan, you know you know how the rivalry's dead, Chris. Yeah, that's why the rivalry's dead right there. Because our owner is sitting in the middle of the field taking family photos with freaking Jerry Jones. Who I would go to work for. I would go to work for Jerry in a heartbeat in the personnel department. Jerry runs pretty good. But I'm I'm a competitor. This is supposed to be one of the most intense rivalries in football. And my owner's taking family photos. Jason, T, Dan, Jerry, all out in the middle of the star. If I was Jerry, I wouldn't want Dan gone. You know why? Because I keep kicking his ass. I keep kicking his ass. That's why if I'm Jerry, I don't want Dan out of the league. Because I keep beating his team every time we play. That's why. So wait, are you saying it was a bad idea for the commander's official 
Twitter feed to show pictures of Dan, T, Jer, and Jason Wright. It's a family photo. Jack Kent Cook was not going to be down there with Cowboys ownership. With Tex Schramm, with uh, he wasn't going to be down there Gil with Brand? those guys. No, whoever whoever was the Cowboys. The only time owner? Jack Kent Cook would have gone to take a picture with him was when he's holding the freaking Vince Lombardi Trophy, <laughs> saying, "Look at this, Tex. Look at this, Gil." <laughs> Look at what I got, Tom. Who was the Cowboys owner before uh, Jerry? Oh, I don't even remember. I gotta, I gotta, I'd have to look I'd it up. I'd have to look it up. Uh, see, here was the most amazing thing. But right? that's what Jack Kent Cook would do. Jack yeah. Kent Cook would say, Hey, Gil, would you like to come over and look at the Vince Lombardi and trophy have a cigar. I have? <laughs> and have a cigar. Uh, that's why the rivalry's dead. We asked that question last week. I, that's I why the you. rivalry is dead right there. Our previous coach wanted to go into the locker room and kick every Dallas Cowboys coach's ass before a game. I'm with you. What did I tell what have I told you for years or since we started doing the show, and what have I said for years about Jerry and Dan's relationship? They're best friends. Do you think Jerry was and saying? And the commander's social media saying, is so freaking tone deaf. No offense to whoever's running it. So freaking tone deaf that they think that a family picture, a family portrait of Dan T, J.W., and Jerry that that's going to be taken well, that that is going to be like, oh, look how cute. That's going to be framed in a, look that's going to be blown up. It's going to be, it's going to be a 16 by 25 in, in, in the $47 million mansion yeah. over in Potomac. I mean, the only thing that was missing from Dan T and J dubs in the family picture was them wearing the stupid black uniforms. Oh, I should, couldn't, shouldn't call them stupid, but the, 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 the just hullababoo about the black uniforms like that was going to change anything. Oh, for crying out loud. So, I mean, you know what it here, did? Here, here, it here's sold the thing. merchandise, yeah, Chris. Well, absolutely. More people. We're, we're, are, I mean, there. I mean, I, I look, I like the helmet. The rest of the uniform is just kind of Pittsburgh Steelers it, to me. It's fine. I, it, it is. I don't, it's I don't like Steelers. the nameplate and all that. So we can talk about all that. My point being is that picture and that caption, friends and rivals for 24 years. No. No. The, there no. Is no. They're not your rival because they kick your ass. Well, not only that, but don't do that. Don't illustrate that they're friends. I know they're friends. He knows they're friends. We all know they're friends. Well, many of us know that they're friends. They're best friends. Don't do that. Nobody wants to see Dan and Jerry hobnobbing at midfield. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. Nobody wants to see Dan look at all googly moogly eyes. Hey, Jerry. Wow, look at this palace. Even though we come here every year and get our asses beat, nobody wants to see that. And nobody wants to. And and, and listen, I suppose that might be the less controversial thing of all the things on a bad Sunday where Carson Wentz stinks again. The offensive line is atrocious again. The defense lets up too many big plays. The team had 4,000 penalties. The officiating was brutal. One of which you've already illustrated. Maybe that's the most, that's the least controversial thing. When I saw that, and it took a lot of restraint on my end. When I saw that, friends and rivals for 24 years, and and and, and let's show you us kissing at, at midfield. 
I said, I think, by I, the way, I said I, that that is part of the problem with this with this franchise is that they are completely tone deaf. I think, by the way, if I'm not mistaken, and I'll look it up in the break, but I think Clint Murchison was the name of the owner of the Cowboys before Clint Murchison. Clint Murchison. I'm pretty okay. sure that was the guy. But the thing is, is you just you just hit on the most important part. And I love our players to death. Any player that wears the uniform, I'll always be supportive of because I've rooted for the team since I was a kid. Murchison but, was the founder of the, yeah, of the Cowboys. You're right. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right now, it's not working. And the way to get answers is probably not probably not plausible right now. Mm-hmm. Because Scott Turner has to fight the urge right now. Chris, he was running it down Dallas's throat yesterday. And then what did he do? We got to pass. We're running it down the throat, but I got to pass. And every time they went back to pass, there was either a penalty, an interception, or an incompletion. And that that's a problem. I mean, Jonathan Williams busts one down the left sideline for big yardage. And what happens? We, we, we go to pass. Incompletion. We go to pass. Interception. Ball we, delivered late. Or we take a penalty. Or we take a penalty. You know, God bless Nick Martin. You know, he's just playing for the first time in a while. Gets a critical holding penalty. Yep. On a big play. That, that would have been, you know, substantial uh, gain for Washington. What happens? A penalty. So it's, you know, what happens on defense? You get two, potentially two, two potential game, uh, you know, changing interceptions. And what happens? Oh, one of them, the guy that intercepted, actually committed a penalty before he intercepted. And by letter of the law, it's a good call. It's a good call. It's not like the officials made it up. Now, could you balance it out because the same thing was happening to Dotson and McLaurin? Absolutely. Absolutely. The league probably... We'll send Washington a note. Hey, yeah, there were a couple of missed calls there. Our bad. We're sorry. We'll try and do better next week. But that's part of the game right now. Sometimes you've got to be better than the other team and the officials. And right now, this team is not good enough to overcome all of them. And the bill of goods, and we gave Ron the benefit of the doubt, the bill of goods that he sold us, that this this player is going to be, you know, our guy. And as we tried to tell you in the offseason, it didn't matter. Because the other guy that potentially they could have signed got replaced yesterday in his game, too. So, again, when you suck, when you're shopping in free agency, when you go to that yard sale, you're hoping you find some uh, some gem of merchandise. But sometimes when you take it home and your husband looks at you like, honey, what the hell did you buy? That's the way Washington fans are sitting there right now saying to Ron Rivera, saying, honey, what the hell did you buy? We've already got enough junk around here. 301-230-0980. Let's get passionate about it today. It's a loss to the, quote, arch rival. But, hey, we're family and friends for over 24 years. So we lost to our friends yesterday in Dallas. It's okay. No problem. It's our friend. Our buddies. 301-230-0980. Hit us up on Twitter at WrestleMania621 at Pete Medhurst. Let's get down and dirty and talk about it, why it happened again. The same issues keep cropping up for this Washington team. And it all cycles back to the same thing. As Bill Parcells once famously said, the people buying the groceries in this case have bought, you know, basically basic merchandise. They haven't bought the name brand. And you know what happens with that. The taste just isn't the same. 301-230-0980. Get in with us right now. Jay Gruden coming up at 10 right here. It's Russell and Medhurst. Now till noon on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Two three zero zero nine eighty. This is your place to vent all day long. Burgundy and gold today at noon. Doc was great on the post game yesterday. Ian Linnell. I mean, it's again. It's this is not rocket science. This is about being better than the eleven dudes on the other side of the field. And right now. Our 11 dudes are not executing as well as the dudes on the other side. And look, Dallas was trying to be beat yesterday. Dallas was saying, please take this game from us. Cooper Rush yesterday, yes, this is a great story, but Cooper Rush was not spectacular yesterday. I mean, he he tried to give the game to Washington. Washington just could not stand the prosperity. Couldn't, I mean, just clutching and grabbing, clutching and grabbing. Clutching and grabbing. Wait, we're going to clutch you. We're going to grab you. Oh, we're going to grab you by your shoulder pads. And we're going to dare the referees to throw a flag. Oh, wait, they threw a flag. <laughs> they threw another flag. Oh, oh, sorry. I mean, you have an opportunity. Chris, we talk about it all the time. What's one of the key battles you have to win every week? The turnover battle. Mm-hmm. You get Cooper Rush to throw you a couple of balls. And, you know, you get both of them taken back. You got Jonathan Allen up front 
that's going up against like five dudes and doing like superhuman things for right. an interior defensive lineman. He's right. doing Aaron Donald like things yesterday, and he gets no reward for it. Nope. No reward for it. I mean, the, uh, Jonathan Allen deserves the ice bath, the cognac. Everything. Bring it to him. Run defense hasn't been a problem the last two weeks. I can tell you that much. Well, outside of the first play yesterday. Uh, yeah. But, I think that's more a missed tackle, yeah, right? That's true. By Cole yeah, that's a good point. I mean, he's in position to make the plays. Overall, but pass defense is still a major, major, major issue. Major issue. And, and you know what? I got to be honest with you. Uh, and uh, uh, by the way, uh, Landon Collins fans. Yeah. Giants working him out. Oh yeah. So just just to update all you Landon Collins fans out there. Yes, part of this, I do believe, is on Jack Del Rio. But you know what? We have done Jack Del Rio wrong. (laughs) Ron has done Jack wrong. Okay? He is making Jack and that defensive staff coordinate defense with players out of position, players that maybe can't play a little bit, and it doesn't matter whether it's Vince Lombardi or... Uh, Dick LeBeau, who for so many years was the great Steelers defensive coordinator, Richie Pettibone, it doesn't matter. William Jackson III came in here and is supposed to be Daryl Green for us, and he's not Daryl Green. In fact, he's not even William Jackson III that was in Cincinnati. If, If we just had that version. Sounds like you're saying it's Ron the GM versus Ron the head coach that's hamstringing hamstringing Jack Del Rio. 100%. Okay. Because I think we can have that debate on a on a different day whether this is more on Ron the GM versus Ron the head coach, and I think we can have a polarizing discussion. Because I, I don't know who Jack, Chris yeah. Harris, or any of these guys are supposed to run out here well, right I, now in this well, past defense. Well, not only that, but I don't know if it's Jack's decision or if it's to play more zone and more off coverage because he's scared to death, they're scared to death of these guys getting beat because they get beat constantly. Correct. I don't know. Jack, Jack's taking the lesser of two evils right now, just hoping that they can somehow hold teams to field goals. All right. If there's a turning point in this game, there's a couple, right? Mm-hmm. For me, um, and I'm just going to say this, they made it 15-10 late in the third quarter. A buck and a half left in the third quarter. The Cowboys come out, again, up only by five, with still 15 minutes left to go, more than 15 minutes left to go. And they run Ezekiel Elliott twice. Then William Jackson takes one of the two defensive pass interference penalties, one of the three on the day, because remember he had a holding or whatever they called it, uh, illegal hands or whatever that wiped out a Cameron Curl touchdown deep in Dallas territory. But this was the first DPI, 38 yards. Again, no play, but it obviously counts. And then Ezekiel Elliott, a five-yard run, to the Washington 30, followed by the C.D. Lamb 30-yard touchdown, right down the field, kind of bobbing and weaving on the hashes. William Jackson the third, supposedly expecting safety help. Ron said he didn't squeeze that much as obvious, and they give up a 30-yard touchdown in a three-play 75-yard drive. We cannot say, Pete, before we get to the calls, at 301-230-0980, and we're coming to you in just a sec, We cannot say that this team doesn't give a damn. We cannot say that this team 
never shows up. Now, whether they show up on time or not, and whether it takes them a quarter, 45 minutes, whatever it is, to actually start playing, that's in debate. But we cannot say that this team is blown out every Sunday, no chance, no competitive, nothing. But here's what we can say through four weeks. Remember in Detroit, when they got a touchdown and they started the second half comeback, and no sooner did they get within, I think it was seven points, maybe it was six, I can't remember exactly, they gave up the third and 15 DeAndre Swift 22-yard touchdown run where everybody was flopping like a fish, and all of a sudden, all the momentum was shot. Just like they get the first touchdown of that half, Again, they get the offense finally going, and Carson Wentz throws a bad interception over the middle behind and high for Logan Thomas. As soon as they got momentum, they threw up all over themselves. Well, yesterday, same exact thing. You get to 15-10 late in the third quarter, and you can't wait to give it away. You can't wait to give it away. A 30-yard touchdown. And that wasn't the first time. Pete, after they scored their one and only touchdown, a beautiful touchdown drive. Everything majestic that you would want from Carson Wentz, Jahan Dotson, this offense, protection, everything, running game, everything. They couldn't wait to give it away. Nope. They just got blowtorched on the next drive. It's not like they're trying to give it away. I know. They just do. But they just do. It's unbelievable. Real. It, it, it's it, And it's the same people. It's the same Freaking people every week right now for this team. Ironically, you mentioned the three penalties. St. Juice on his interception was the one that committed the penalty right? right. Uh, as well. And that's the but, one I think Ron had the biggest issue with, although I did not think that was a bad call. Did you? By letter of the law, it's not a bad call, but that's the kind of thing. Again, that kind of thing that on the St. Juice play happens every play. If you're going to call that on St. Juice, mm-hmm. you got to call it. Because, I mean, Trayvon Diggs clutches and grabs like you wouldn't believe out there. Okay? Well past, you know, the line of scrimmage. You know, you got a little three-yard area that you can chuck. But once that guy gets out of that area, you can't make illegal contact. Diggs is making illegal contact all day long uh, out there. And, you know, he spins McLaurin in the corner of the end zone. The ball thrown to Terry that Diggs intercepts. Well, how about also the deep... uh Pass interference or no call. No call, yeah. On the, I guess it was the far sideline. Yep. I, I think it was the Cowboys sideline. I can't remember. Where McLaurin, it looked like he initiated the contact live, but when you slow it down and you look at a different angle, it was pretty clear that the corner, or actually that may have been the safety, I can't remember, shoved his hand right in mm-hmm. Terry's chest plate clearly first. And then Terry responds, yep. and it should have been impeding the progress, pass interference, whatever uh, it was, because I think the but throw again, I mean, was in the, air. the problem in the NFL is crew to crew. Yep. That's a different call. Oh, absolutely. I mean, well, crew to crew and, and game to game, quarter to right. quarter, play to play. And what do I often say? And you do more officiating than I do. I think they call what they think they see, not what they see. Oh, I one hundred percent. I think that happens out yeah. there. It's all about angles, Chris, yeah. and, and bad angles. Uh, you know, are good. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad right now. Let's get on to the phone. Let's go to line one. Johnny's in D.C., and he's up first this morning. What's up, Johnny? Hey, hey how's that? How are everybody doing this morning? Good, What's pal. up, Johnny? Oh, man, it's, it's, it sucks, man. Terrible. Another one of those losing Mondays. Can't stand it. Um, I got two things. Uh, first, one of the things you guys touch, kind of touched on is uh, was it Ron the coach versus Ron the GM. 
I'm gonna have to blame it on both of them <laughs> because I don't I don't see where I don't see where the team seems to understand uh, the sense of urgency what's going on right now. So I'm gonna have to say that's coaching. And then as far as him as the GM, I, I say this every week: we don't have two things that match on defense. And on offense, if you really ask me, that the, the our offensive line is is, is spotty and Carlson, which we got, we, then we have reverse staff that's just uh, he he kept the same staff from Carolina and he should he shouldn't have done that. But on top of that, I I just want to speak to the fans next. Uh, we got to we got to really understand this rivalry as far as the Cowboys. I know a lot of the young fans don't really understand this whole rivalry. It, it was never a thing that we were saying that we were as good or better than the Cowboys. This has always been a David versus Goliath type of deal so that when we did win, it meant more to us when we won than it did to them if they lost. So it's kind of a one-sided rivalry in that, in that sense of things. But it was never a fact that we – it was always the America's team versus the lowly – Washington Redskins. That was the whole. That was always the, the the kick as far as for us is concerned as Redskins fans. Uh, we wanted to beat them, beat that star because of that. They they come in with their superstars and all the big name players, and the Redskins were always a team that had guys that were no names and people who didn't really people didn't you know has beens or over the hill gang. If for those that are old enough to remember the over hill gang. Uh, that was always the, the the gist. So I wouldn't look at it as far as as far as uh, in in that way to, to to be like, oh well, I'm down on the Redskins because we lost to the Cowboys. That's not my case. I'm down on the Red. I'm down on the Commanders because I don't see the fight. I don't see where the team seems to understand that that point of the thing. Like, okay, we're we're the underdogs. We're supposed to be David and Goliath. And we're supposed to come out and win with our slingshot. Yeah, appreciate I'm the. Fun- we don't. We don't. Oh, sorry. We don't uh, feel like we, I'm sorry. We don't feel like we should punch nobody in the mouth. Uh, that, that's it for me. I you got gotcha, you, Johnny. Thank you. Appreciate the phone call, I, Pete. There is something to be said. I, what do I say all the time? I, I don't sense that this team plays with their hair on fire. Maybe that's too generic, too vague. But Johnny was just pointing, like they fight a little bit. They'll counterpunch you, right? It, it'll be like a soft jab counterpunch. But then when it comes time to load up the big right hand for the hook or the overhead right, it's never there. I've seen a lot of dudes that go in the locker room, turn tables over, and do all that hair on fire stuff that you talk about. And then they go on the field and they can't bust a grape. Yeah, so that's fair. I don't necessarily need you to be jumping up and down, running around like you're playing for, you know, T.C. Williams High School out here. You know, I don't I don't need you jumping around, you know, like you're playing for Southern High on a Friday night and you get your first win in like seven years and everybody's, you know, happy for you. And I don't, I don't need that, okay? I need you to execute like a professional football team. I'll never, again, these are professionals. It's their way of life. It's what they do for their living. Never question their effort because they're going up against other professional players. It's hard as hell to play this game. It is. It is hard as hell to play any professional sport, okay? So you can usually tell when guys are not giving an effort. I don't think that's the case because, like I said, I'm watching John Allen fight like one on three, and right. he's winning. But is there a difference between giving effort and doing everything that you can? I, I look, man. I I think I think 99 of these guys give everything they can. I think sometimes 
But as we see in sports, Chris, sometimes you're just not physically as good yeah. as the other dude. Yeah. Okay? Now, again, or, or mentally it's, or emotionally. It's not your fault. It's not your fault that the team brought you in, signed you to a contract, right. and is paying you to play. Right. Okay? But again, at this time of the year, the problem is you're not really going to go find anybody on the street that's going to come in here nope. and be much better. Unless you get lucky, just really lucky, diamond in the rough, like you step Correct. in poop and it doesn't come out smelling like poop. I mean, you know, everybody wants them to go sign Eric Flowers. Yeah. I mean, can't be any worse Listen, than what they're getting at right guard right please now. Please understand, people. Eric Flowers has been let go twice by this particular staff. Twice. Once when they first got here as a free agent, and then they cut him. After having a good year, why would Eric Flowers want to come back here? Let's go to line two. Sam's in D.C. What's up, Sam? Hey, good morning, fellas. What's up, Sam? So, listen, uh... You guys said a couple of good points. I, I definitely felt like no no soon as we score and you immediately let them go score, like y'all were playing good defense. And then those, you let them go score right after that. Like that just showed me like, like where was that effort there? Like, but, but then when they scored, like when you said you not fought in Jack Del Rio, here we go. Once again, four weeks in. Why is there a linebacker covering a wide receiver? So when you so when you talk about you you said there's there's a coaches spending X amount of hours in, at, at at Ashburn. We're four weeks in, and every week there's either Cole Holcomb or Jamin Davis getting burnt by wide receivers. Why is that happening? Okay, l- let me like, let me man, just we, ju- we, let me just jump in and ask a fair I think question. You're right that shouldn't happen as much as it does, but this is how I've always asked it. Who else then? They have corners outside of Benjamin St. Jude. Nobody can cover consistently. And their safeties are good, but they're not great in coverage. They're fine. I mean, Bobby McCain gets torched quite a bit, as he did on a big play yesterday. You see where I'm saying? So, like, while we don't want Jamin Davis and Cole Holcomb in coverage, I got it. I understand that. Ideally, I don't want that either. But somebody's got to cover, and their corners aren't good enough. So somebody has to cover, but it, but covering a wide – we can't cover – we historically can't cover a tight end. A, a linebacker here can't cover a tight end historically. So, so then to ask, a, to, to ask a linebacker and your, your younger linebacker to cover a wide receiver, that is just, that is just idiotic. And then you've been throwing the younger linebacker under the bus. So anybody other than your younger linebackers covering a wide receiver, let's let's try to change that up. So if if it's Bobby McCain who's getting burnt, if it's Corn Elder that's getting burnt, somebody other than the linebackers that's getting burnt. The same thing offensively. Why is it week four? I'm just now seeing a stretch with Gibson. The first four, the first three weeks, there was not a stretch run being had. We complaining to you guys every week. Why do they keep running up the middle? Why do they keep running up the middle? But here it is, week four, we finally see a stretch run. Week three was the first time we saw a jet sweep, and that was only after the Lions burnt us with a jet sweep. So when you say the coaches are spending an enormous amount of time in Ashburn, what are they doing? Is the ping pong table upstairs with them? Because clearly they're not making the adjustments that we, that we as fans can see. Like, you're just now benching Trey Turner. You 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 didn't see it the first three weeks that he's on a he's a turnstile like come on let's let's be serious like 
Ron the Ron the GM has has did has did a disservice to this team because he just thought that putting in Wentz was going to solve the care off of everything. Like Wentz was going to have pocket awareness from two, from 2017 when we all know whoever we thought we were in 2017 and 2022 we are not those people anymore. So it's Ron's fault that we're going to fall and look stupid. That is my point. You guys have a great day. Sam, appreciate, appreciate you. you. 301-230-0980. Jay Gruden at 10. Chris tells us what's trending. All right, the fallout on another misery Monday. A third consecutive one continues for the Commanders. As Pete just mentioned, former head coach Jay Gruden joining us at 10 for his weekly spot touchdown at 10. That's about 15 minutes or so away. Ron Rivera to speak to the media in the 2 o'clock hour via Zoom. Meanwhile, Monday Night Football here on the Team 980 tonight. It is a matchup and a rematch of the NFC Championship from Last January, and that would be the Los Angeles Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions against Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, and the San Francisco 49ers. Again, pregame coverage at 730 right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. And as well, uh, Pete mentioned this uh, briefly, uh, Landon Collins apparently going to meet, work out, visit with the New York Giants, the original team that drafted him. He's been out of the NFL since the Washington Commanders officially released him on June 1st, and that's what's trending. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is kind of like a sad version of Motown Monday, right? There's a little Smokey Robinson in it. Tears of a Clown? Ah, got it. Tracks of Tears. Oh, Tracks of te- My Tears. That's There you go. There you go. Couldn't remember. All right, we welcome you back, Russell and Medhurst, on a misery Monday, 10 in front of 10, and that means touchdown at 10 coming up. Jay Gruden joins us, uh, along with Pete Medhurst and Matt Essig, on a misery Monday. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. 301-230-0980, Uh One other thing that we have not addressed yet, mm-hmm. and we'll do it real quick before we get back to the phone call. I, you know, I tried pointing this out on Twitter a couple of times yesterday, but Twitter's just so crazy. Carson Wentz, for all of the sacks, Pete, for all of the sacks, and he's been sacked, uh, what, 17 times, I believe it is? I believe it's 17 times now after yesterday. Because yesterday, as bad as it was, he was only sacked twice. Now, pressure was another thing, right? And hits and hurries uh, and and bad decisions made and all that stuff. Uh, that, that, that was another thing. Um, but he's been, yeah, sacked 17 times. How many intentional groundings? Has Carson Wentz had this year? Yeah, and and the ironic thing is, is when Rush Ron thought Rush should have had one, it was like Ron couldn't see it. Del Rio had to explain it to him why Rush didn't get called for one yeah. because there was a receiver out there. Right. And again, I mean, even though the one time he was out of the pocket, 
you got to get the ball back to the line of scrimmage. And he didn't. I mean, I understand. Look, what was the one thing we kept trying to say last year? We would Taylor just throw the ball away. If a guy's coming after you, just throw the ball away. Well, now Wentz is trying to throw the ball away, except he's not getting it back to the line of scrimmage. And it, it seems like, and look, grounding carries carries a hell of a penalty. Yes. It's from where you threw it and you lose the down. Right. So it's not even like you get the down over again. You lose the right. down on I grounding. I mean, it's essentially a sack, right? Because if you get sacked, you lose the down and it's at the spot of where you go down, right? It's essentially a yeah. sack. So basically, he's been sacked 20 times this year. 20 times in four games. But, 20 times. But here's the thing, Chris. He's had to throw the ball over 40 times every I, game so I, far. I know. That's not good. No, of course not. And, and again, I mean, I, I'm not saying – I mean, look, Scott Turner has to fight the urge right now. His offensive line can do one thing successfully, and that's run block. Yeah. Second half, Dallas seemed to make some adjustments in their run defense. Sure. And, you know, that the success of that kind of went away. But as you fall behind, you have to throw more. The fact that he's having to throw the ball over 40 times a game, and Chris, the production, the production keeps incrementally going down. 211 last week, 170 yesterday, and that's a problem. Like you said, um, 17 sacks so far on the year. So not only keep that in mind, that means that means he's essentially you're giving away. Almost fifty. I mean, you're having over fifty dropbacks. Almost fifty dropbacks a game yeah. from your quarterback. Yeah. And 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 that is no formula to win. No matter what any mm-hmm. of the number nerds tell you, and, and I'll give you some numbers that are just mind boggling on NFL offense. It doesn't. But, it doesn't play to this offensive line strengths no. right now. Pass blocking is a challenge. Even when they tried to keep two tight ends right, yesterday, right. Parsons splits yep. Thomas and Bates. Well, even and... when the Cowboys tried to rush three and drop eight, yep. they I mean, immediate pressure. Yep. Immediate pressure. Now, Wentz, on one of the intentional groundings, Pete, I, he's, I mean, he runs away from Micah Parsons and runs and runs and runs towards the sideline. There's a receiver deep down the field. I think it was Dotson. Maybe it was McLaurin. I can't remember. You got to throw that ball away. You have to know you got to get it north of the line of scrimmage and near somebody. And then the other one where Logan Thomas was comp- uh, and and the commanders are crying and complaining about Logan Thomas being in the area. Bull beep. He wasn't anywhere close. He was 15 yards away. Yeah, that's like, not y- 15 y- yards mean, away is not in the area. Yeah, 5, yes. I'm 15. Sorry. Not like, quite. I can defend this team for a lot of things. I can't defend them on everything. Let's give Little the last word this hour before Jay Gruden comes on and then more of your calls. Go ahead, Little. Man, top of the morning, gentlemen. Top of the morning, what man. Look, I got one I got one scenario that will really hurt us in the beginning. We easily beat Deke as a defense. We easily beat Deke, Chris and Pete. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to use this one play as a, as a parable. Man, we got my man called Holcomb. He's standing in the zone. He just flat-footed. Zeke yelling just Zeke right on out to the to the corner because you know what he's so busy worried about somebody coming across the middle he let his man run free that first play killers seventy some yards up the sideline little deep pass to Zeke Elliott and man it's, it's simple plays like that but we getting deep easily it's, it's too easy little. little and it's too hey, easy unfortunately. Appreciate you, Hoss. 301-230-0980. Jay Gruden is next. And then more of your calls. Touchdown at 10 is underway. Russell and Medhurst till noon right here on the Team 980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.